Welcome to What's My Thesis. I'm your host, Javier Proenza. Every week, my guests and I share the answers we found to the questions we have. Join us as we explore and expand our worldview through research and ask, what's my thesis? And that's actually one of the things that I didn't uh, know to expect because I, um, I always, I've only met Korean Americans and you clearly don't have an American accent. Yeah. And I, uh, I've met uh, Cuban, Amer- or I've met British people that speak Spanish like Cubans, and that blew my mind. So, uh-huh. but how's my accent what's that? How's my accent sounding for you? It sounds great. I love it. Yeah. You're the first <laughs> Australian that I've had, so you're like breaking new ground for me. Yeah, for reals? Okay, well, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Did you grow up in, uh, in um, Australia? No, I actually grew up in Korea. I came here when I was eight. Okay. Yeah. You just sound cool, though. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, I guess it's kind of a weird time right now. I do want to ask you what America looks like right now. What did you guys do for COVID? What, like, did you guys shut down the economy? Because when I invited you, it was when that was going on. Yeah. Oh this, my God. It's been an intense time. Huh? Yeah. And then you were, t- and at that point you were like, yo, it's going crazy out there in, in the U S. So I, yeah. how, how did you guys respond to COVID? What did you guys do? Well, um, as soon as it started blowing up, I guess, um, everything was shut. Everyone was fired from their jobs. All the businesses were forced to close and the schools were closed as well. Um, so everyone was like, like freaking out and there was this whole um you know rent um reduction thing going on as well but i don't know i think we have a pretty um good welfare system compared to the u.s so we're given this money called job seeker or job keeper payments so mm-hmm. they give you a thousand five hundred dollar fortnightly Fortnite. make sure you can yeah fortnightly so you make three grand a month yeah by the government oh my god so it's, yeah. it, I think it's good for people to hear this as much as it's probably breaking their hearts. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry, Americans. Uh, Australia's a pretty good comforter. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so it feels like we've been we've being supported pretty well. And I mean, I do think that I come from a place of privilege as well. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's um, plenty of people out there who are also struggling, but people around me, um, no one's kind of um, you know, unable to pay for their rent or you know, eat food. So, yeah, it's been pretty chill. And, um, yeah, like social distancing works worked really well for us as well because, yeah, there were, like, a lot of cops in the street making sure that people were only out to do their groceries and go to the doctors. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Did you so, guys have think, a, 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 a an Orwellian snitching program like we do over here in California where we're supposed you? to – What's that? You guys snitch on each other? What? Where so there people are they they offered a reward here. I don't know if that's still a thing. Oh wow! For really? for people that reported businesses wow. that were were, fun, were operating during quarantine and people that right. yeah, it's like it's that pretty sketch. <laughs> but I don't know. It it kind of hmm. Mm-hmm. I it just feels like the way that we are right now over here is very mm. much a. What I used to hear people telling, warning us about oppressive systems mm-hmm. and that, and, and sort of this idea that it was never going to happen over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It, that, to me, that's fascinating. I remember being in Italy during the Iraq war and then coming oh, over here and yeah. just like recognizing that, that information gap, like, and, and how mm-hmm. things are being reported and, and just like, that's when I first realized the, the power of the propaganda out here. Yeah. I don't know. I have to land a bit. Yeah. Because I don't know. What, what we've been seeing in, from like um, Australia is that trucks, ice trucks that would carry the dead bodies through COVID. Uh-huh. Like, so many people have died because there's no medical resources available. Yeah. If you don't have private health insurance. Like the 17-year-old Korean boy died because he didn't show enough symptoms. Like, is that true? Oh, wow. Like, is that actually happening? I really don't know, cause that's the other thing. I haven't left my house much, except to go to one, <laughs> yeah, yeah to, to go to one protest, and that yeah. that was like that was hard. I went to a protest over here, one of the ones that didn't have co- uh, police turning it into a riot by leaving bricks out and and yeah, breaking things. Yeah, the the agent provocateur. I think we need to come yeah. up with a better term because agent provocateur sounds so sexy. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it could be like someone's porn name or you know so it's a drag name it's oh it's sassy yeah. <laughs> it's empowering you're an For asian reals. provocateur instead of a degenerate <laughs> like, that, that sounds much better eh? what part of australia did you grow up in so um, i'm in sydney um i live in stanmore right now which is in the west it's like um you know brooklyn of oh i can't i'm cringing at me for saying that <laughs> Well, Brooklyn, um, like now, right? It's the uh, it's the hipster part of town. Yeah, you know, it's not like Biggie's Brooklyn, but yeah. No, 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 like, yeah, the modern day one. Yeah, I grew up in Sydney, and I really wanted to be white. Actually, I had a really big um, case of internalized um, racism. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so bad that I dated a guy with a yellow fever, um, and I thought that was a match made in heaven because he liked Asian girls, and I wanted to be white by dating a white man. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was an interesting dynamic. Um, so yeah, I'm like recovering from that now, I guess. Um, yeah, so I'm happy with being Asian now, but growing up, I used to be called a banana, yellow on the outside, white on the inside. From, um, by Asian people or by white people? No, by white people. Um, Why are they calling really, you out on your whiteness? Well, they loved me for my whiteness, so oh, they would okay. call me a banana oh, so, okay. as an Asian thing. Oh, okay. So it was oh, like... Yeah. It was like, uh, I, you're one of the good ones kind of thing. Yeah, pretty much. So like I'd walk, because I used to hang around with um, a bunch of um, Asian girls until I realized that being Asian was not cool. So I just like jumped boat. And, um, when did you get that yeah. realization? I think it was during year nine, year 10. So, so that, like beginning of high school. Okay. Yeah. Because you guys have middle school, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And so, yeah. so, but I mean, like, I think that we think of, we forget that it's in the South Pacific, right? So there mm. is, there's probably a, a big Filipino culture there as well, mm. And, mm. right? So is it that strange to see Asian people in, in Sydney or am I mistaken? No, there's a lot of us for sure, but um, like, it's definitely like everyone's in clumps. They're not really integrated. Uh-huh. Yeah, so Asians hang out, hangs out with Asians, um, and like even within Asians, Chinese hang out with Chinese, Koreans with Koreans, Filipinos with Filipinos. So it's very segregated. Yeah. Okay, and then how did you yeah. get into ceramics then? Um, Just- so yeah, I went to art school and I majored in um, photo media originally, but um, I started throwing as a side thing, but I got really into it. And it re- I, I stopped at it. Like, I thought it'd be easy to throw on the wheel. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, like, my ego got hurt. And I was like, I'm a Korean. I should be good at this. Um, so I spent, like, Why days and nights. Because, oh, I don't know, Koreans are good at ceramics. That's what, that's what <laughs> I thought for some reason, just traditionally. And coming back to the whole Korean-Japan relation, I had a um, Japanese um, master um kind of teaching ceramics in the school that I was um, going to. And I didn't want to get taught by him necessarily because I was like, you know, there's a history of um, Japan occupying Korea for like, you know, it dates back to the 1500s to the most recent 1945 to the 60s. Um, and during Wait, this so time... It goes back to the 1500s? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, and so, that's when they... Hmm? Go ahead, go ahead. That's when they kidnapped a whole bunch of Korean ceramicists back to Japan. Hmm. So Korea has like this really like big resentment towards Japanese um, arts to a certain degree, feeling like we've been robbed of that. Because yeah. ever since that war happened, like all the Korean, you know, master, like craftsmen, they were kidnapped. So we didn't, we kind of lost that kind of advancement that we could have had in the arts, I guess. Oh, okay. So they took yeah. all your experts in ceramics and then you yeah. guys lost that tradition because you guys yeah. didn't have those people? For reals, for reals. Like they wow. burned all out, you know, um, studios and all that stuff, all of those things. So, what was yeah. the what was the thinking behind that? Do you? Um, I mean, the Japanese. Yeah, like what was the motivation? Oh, they just wanted to take everything from Korea. They wanted to occupy Korea, um, and back then Japan didn't really have um, much uh, like pottery skills, like ceramic history behind okay. them. Um, so yeah, like. It's complicated. But that's such an right interesting there, thing to to steal artisans. I know. I'm sure they still <laughs> stole that as well. But Korea and its um, ceramics were like top-notch. Uh-huh. It was very valuable at that time. 
What, what um, around what time were they were they uh, kidnapping these people? Uh, 1500s. So that was see. in the 1500s. Yeah, so it's called Imjin Weran. So it was 1592. Um, let's see. Yeah, 1592 to 1598. Um, and it's called Japanese Invasion of Korea. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they were just trying to annex the territory? Yeah, pretty much. They've been wanting to take um, over Korea for... So, since the beginning of time, I feel like, um, yeah. How does that We're influence? How does that influence, uh, or how does that play into the uh, north-south split? And uh, I actually don't know any history, so if I'm asking super dumb questions, oh, it's alright. Please do, please do. The, um, but how does the Japanese occupation play into that? Does it have any influence? Because uh, I mean, just I'm just thinking based on American history, how everything is yeah. leads into itself. Yeah. Well, North Koreans hate hate everyone. Especially okay. the Japanese and um, Americans. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, after the, um, so the Korean War, the division actually happened um, after Japan tried to um, occupy Korea. Okay. So, but, yeah. so that was a reaction to it or it was just a long time afterwards? Um, no, I, it was a, I don't think they're both related. You don't like, think they're related? Japan, right. Yeah. So America and Russia is then. one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause America and Russia is one thing and, um, like Japanese trying to invade us is another thing. Okay. Yeah. Cause right. they weren't really trying to do that because of, you know, communist regimes or anything like that. They just really wanted the land. You know, right. They kind of forbid us from speaking Korean and wanted to make us Japanese by giving everyone Japanese names instead of their Korean ones. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's like forgotten in history. No one ever talks about it. No yeah. one ever. And Korea hasn't been economically um, independent from Japan for a really long time. And now because of K-pop and Samsung, it's kind of, you know, Korea's got its own power now. So uh-huh. now we're starting to speak up about it. Is yeah. Samsung their biggest uh, um, company? Yeah, yeah. Power pretty much, system. Samsung is the government. Like, I, oh really? I think that's how I see it. Okay. But pretty much, because like without Samsung, I don't think Korea would be the Korea right now. You know, just 30, 40 years ago, we were like poorer than the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that that's interesting, also, because when I was a kid in the eighties and the nineties, it was Japan that mm-hmm. was like even more so than China. Now it's China, oh, yeah, and and Korea. So that's strange. I, I'm mm-hmm. like. You're just opening up questions in my head <laughs> that I don't Please, even know how to formulate. Please, away. But yeah, um, no, it's it's crazy. Well, one of the things that I've noticed, I'm, I haven't traveled Asia at all, really. I've mm. only been to the Philippines. Mm. But I did notice yeah. that there is, uh, and I've discussed this on the show before, there is a a sort of reverence to American militarism. There, there are mm. franchises that are... Oh, Jesus, Siri. Why do you think I'm talking to you? <laughs> there are um, there there are franchises that are U.S. Army branded, right? Like yeah. uh, GI Hamburger, some shit like that. I, I'm mm. coming up with it on the spot, but but like you know that that is sort of uh, entrenched in the culture. Does that mm. uh, is there any is is there a resistance to, resistance to that? I mean, you guys have had a pretty intense relationship with us militarily. Yeah. Uh, in terms of aid. Yeah. Is is that um, a, is is that a thing? Do or do they, is there reverence for American military might in the same way that I've seen in other places? Well, the thing is, American soldiers have done some really. Um, they don't have the best reputation in Korea necessarily. Okay. Because yeah, they're yeah they they don't have the best reputation. So I do think that you know Korea is like America's little baby, um, and they'll you know I think um, Koreans really want to speak English, and they really um, make up this kind of um, there's this thing called Paris syndrome, which is where um, Japanese tourists when they go to Paris they get so shook by the truth of the city how dirty it is, how like unromantic it could be that pe- real people live into these cities that they get really shocked. So they have hallucinated, they, um, they hallucinate, you know, some people vomit, like they- When they're in of, Paris? Yeah, because they're just really shocked by their fantasies just collapsing, you know, in front of their eyes. What so they- there's a helpline to call um, for the Paris syndrome. Wow. <laughs> 
So what is, so they're expecting it to be more like Disney, I guess? Yeah, for real. It's like, because, you know, Japan and, I keep going back to Japan, but Japan and Paris, they have a long relations of importing and exporting arts. So, um, you know, if you go to Japan, you'd notice that there's a lot of, even Harajuku girls, French maiden style, you know, there's this uh-huh. whole French aesthetics that they really um, adore. Um, and to see that just not being the reality of it, it just really kills them. And I feel wow. like for Koreans, New York syndrome or LA syndrome would be true. Huh. <laughs> because like with me, like I was growing up in Korea thinking that America was a big dreamland. I'm sure this kind of stereotype of America where big like, dreams come true finished like, you know, a decade ago, yeah. but it still lives like Two that in a lot ago. of people's heads. Yeah, for real. <laughs> um, yeah. And I still thought that like, you know, I expected to see like have this energy of how much your mother, friends, um, sex in the city, that kind of vibe. <laughs> For reals, like I thought that I could buy a Philly cheese sex sandwich for five dollars, but jokes on me with the exchange rate and the tips. Like, I paid fifteen dollars for a sandwich. Jesus, I was shook. Wow. Yeah. Um. So I do think that Koreans really like kind of romanticize America, especially with hip hop. Yeah. Oh my God, K hip hop is the biggest thing right now. You know, everyone's wearing chains and grills. Really? It's with drags. It's a bit shocking. Well, but I I mean, maybe this is problematic to say, but Asian people do look good when they dress up in hip hop threads. It's it's not a bad look. <laughs> I, I know. I feel like 88 Rising, do you guys know them? I think they're no, American. No, only, the only a- Asian uh, rapper that I know is uh, da- uh, um, wait, uh, Rich... Rich, no, don't say it. his Rich, name is um, um, Rich Ryan now or something. Rich um, yeah, Chigga. He, yeah, he used to go by Chigga. Dude, that yeah. beat was so good that even what's his name? Uh, Raekwon wanted to get on it. I think he did yeah, get on it. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, he's yeah. Yeah, legendary. That guy <laughs> brought the fan pack back like hard. Yeah, for real. That was such a such a good song. That beat, I'm, I can hear it now. I haven't heard it in, yeah. in like, boop, boop, Should listen to boop, it? Boop, <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about no motherfucking po. <laughs> when I pull up with that stick, <laughs> I know it, yo. <laughs> Bro, his voice is nice, so nice, deep. Nice. Unfortunately, Poor the real. other stuff that I've heard of his is a little bit more uh, poppy. That was no. just that song was so raw. But yeah, anyway, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so um yeah koreans um love american culture with their little babies yeah i uh, i mean i think that that's I, one of the things that is interesting that's i think a lot of one of the things that people are talking about that i've heard i, I heard his comedian andrew schultz say this which is that mm-hmm. this is like the first time that everybody gets it and everybody's on board Right, the mm-hmm. number of people that are against the protests and all of that is yeah. is 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 really small, and I yeah. think I think that it is that peeling back of of just the idea of what American is uh, America mm-hmm. is, and just watching mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. get fucking robbed while everybody else yeah. like you guys are getting three grand. I I would yeah. I would be just masturbating all day <laughs> and doing nothing. <laughs> Sorry if that's inappropriate. <laughs> but, <laughs> But okay, so what's America like? How are they selling, um, dealing with the COVID situation? As well uh, as I haven't else? left the house in a long time. Yeah. I got to wear a mask everywhere I go. I, yeah. I get, I, we, we had curfews that started at five last week, uh, you know, this past wow. week because they wow, just, it's still going. Hey, yeah. So I, now, now we're back. I don't think there's actually a curfew today. This is the first time mm. in a while that, but the first day of riots was Wednesday of last week, as far as... No, uh, Tuesday of last week, just based on my recording schedule, I, I kind of remember yeah. it. But, yeah, I mean, there, it's, it's fucking crazy. It really is. Mm-hmm. There's... I, what I, I think the main thing that I was... The main point that I was trying to work my way up to is that with a lot of entertainment... Mm you sort of just ignore the propagandistic nature of it, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, even just for just a very basic example, Netflix just came out with that documentary about uh, Tuppy Mitch, Touchy McGrabby, what's his name, the, mm-hmm. the pedophile? 
mm. um, Epstein. So they just made this documentary, and it's worth watching because you get to hear the the women to tell their story, and it's pretty mm. fucking devious and crazy. But ultimately, mm. the conclusion is that there's no conspiracy. <laughs> you know, like it's this sort of wrapping it up. And then I found out that I think that it's it was put together by Bill Clinton's friend, or produced by mm. Bill Clinton's friend somehow. And Netflix is a little shady because they got Obama in there. And mm. like these are all very political organizations. I can't. Yeah. I have a hard time with HBO. HBO's Succession. Have you watched that show? No. It's like it's a. It would be a much better show if instead of it being about bad people, about learning to sympathize with bad people, mm. uh, it would be a much more interesting show to me if it was good, you know, people that we think of as good, right? Because the, mm. the, the, the guy owns sort of a Fox News sort of thing that also has a theme park thing. So it's a little bit like... Uh, you know, it's a little bit like Disney and a little bit like Fox is what I would, uh, you know, and then there's one point where they try to buy like NPR, right? NPR. Oh my God, no way. You, or like whatever, their universe is, well, I'm not going to spoil it because people like the show yeah. and are going to want to watch it. But, but uh, so they try to, but for me, I was like, why not make a movie, a show about that family, the family that owns the NPR, right? Because it's basically, mm -hmm. that whole storyline is basically these two rich families, one's liberal and one's conservative. And so it's this whole show about how evil conservatives are. And I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, but there's more nuance in the world right now. How about a show about mm -hmm. how like fucked up and morally compromised the left people in power, mm. you know, the, 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 the quote unquote left. Right. But, but, you know, and right now we, we're in a place where like people that are quote unquote leftists are pro fascism, pro censorship, pro, you know, they don't think of yeah. it as fascism because they're quote unquote on the left, but they're actually rightist people that support, mm, totally. um, support fascism by like, for example, the ACLU used to, used to stand up for the right of, racists to march right nazis yeah. Ooh, and, and, okay. and now they want to silence trump right so mm. it's it, I, I i think that as much of an asshole as that guy is mm. it's amazing how how people don't realize that the people they think are the good people that are saving us yeah. agree yeah. with him on everything except for the fact mm -hmm. that he's a gross guy yeah. <laughs> you know they vote for all of his shit so so that, to me the state of america is really you know i think that hollywood serves a, in in large part to divide the people that think they're progressives from because mm. for years all i watched on tv and i was programmed into it was just shitting on, on flyover countries what they call it out here shitting on uh, you know, places like Kansas and all of that. And like, mm -hmm. if you're watching those TV shows, of course you're going to get hostile to the, to the coasts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's interesting how the politics, I think that all of that shit is getting stripped down that now. Right. Though. Yeah. And I think that there's economic populism is becoming more important. Mm -hmm. So yeah, anyway, it's a new time. Yeah. <laughs> I'll definitely watch that show. Thank you. <laughs> oh yeah, it, I mean it's it's worth watching. It's interesting, yeah. but it, ultimately it's just like it it is. Oh yeah, aren't the Breitbart people bad? You know, mm. like here's what I'll say about Trump. Trump mm. fires people he disagrees with. <laughs> wow. He, he fired John Bolton. <laughs> he fired uh, Steve Bannon. <laughs> you know. Right. Okay, so you gotta disagree with this guy, huh? To keep the job. <laughs> so, so, I, I don't know. I, I, he's a fucking devil. He definitely is. But mm. I don't think that he's that much worse than the, you know. That's why I'm not telling people not to vote for you, Joe Biden. Do whatever mm. the fuck you want. Yeah. But the shit that's happening right here, he's directly responsible for more mm. so than than uh, Biden. All right, more so than Trump for sure, guaranteed. Mm. 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 I don't know. So what about uh, German, uh, sorry, Japanese and uh, Korean, Korean relations? How, what, what was the Japanese uh, German relationship and how, how did, like, what, uh, how did Korea uh, experience all of that? 
Oh man, so um, Japan and Germany held hands together, um, <laughs> and you know how like you know the rising sun flag. Uh huh. It still triggers me when I see that. So okay, so this relation, like this um, kind of my interest in this started when um, in year five I was just um, kind of there's this platform called Naver, which is like Korean Google. Um, and there's like a forum where I was looking at my um, favorite idol. Um, I was literally 12 or 13, by the way. And um, I clicked onto this article and um, instead of the idol's pictures, it was a picture of the war. Okay. When you say and idols, you mean what? Like K-pop groups, like okay, a boy okay. band called TVXQ. And I thought it was like a picture of them being a fangirl I was. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and it was a picture of the war instead. And, you know, the, the comfort woman was a massive thing because the Japanese soldiers during the Korean War, they promised um, uh, these young girls to follow them to certain districts so they could um, make money because everyone was starving, everyone was broke, you know. Mm-hmm. And these girls would go and they were they became pretty much sex slaves. Yeah. You know, and they, were, they had stations for these things to happen. And this picture consisted of like, you know, um, this Korean girl, just this war crimes, just really yeah. graphic pictures that you wouldn't find now. Um, yeah. And being exposed to these pictures when you're 12, like it really leaves um, a scarring image on your head, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, I've had, you know, when my grandparents were um, alive, you know, I kind of, my grandma's still alive, but she's she's actually escaped from North Korea. So having all these family relations, like, and they kind of talk about um, how evil the Japanese were, mm-hmm. you know? So there was this time where, you know, like you said, Japanese culture, animations, like, it was very popular. And I wanted to speak Japanese when I was younger, and they really forbid me from doing that. Who did you like, parents? how dare you? Yeah, my dad especially, who mm-hmm. was just like, how could you do that? Do you know what the Japanese have done to Koreans? Like, you know, they're still traumatized. And I think, you know, they say, you know, um, trauma can be genetics yeah, as yeah. well. Like, you know, it's, you know, it's cultural trauma. And, um, you know, it's impacted till now as well because the comfort woman, like, you know how the German, um, Germany kind of apologized or they kind of take a lot of credits for their war crimes? Uh-huh. Whereas the Japanese, they don't do that at all. They so completely erase. They it's they insane. haven't they haven't apologized for this. Not at all. They have okay. completely erased it. If you talk to any Japanese person, they wouldn't have a single clue of what I'm talking about. Yeah. Because it's not in their history books at all. They erase it. Yeah, yeah. If they have anything, they're the victims of the war because of what happened in the in the Hiroshima. You know. Yeah. So to have this conversation, a lot of um, feminist activists, um, they would kind of protest um, about the comfort woman issues and they've taken them to court and everything. And there's a lot of movies that are made based upon facts. Um, but they were pretty much giving them a small sum of money. And went, OK, we're sorry. Take this money and just shut up now. Yeah. That was the kind of attitude that we received. So, you know, they were like, we don't want the money. We want a sincere apology, which still hasn't happened. Um, so just them kind of neglecting their, um, kind of just avoiding this conversation is it's very frustrating for Koreans. Um, and right now, because we've been like, now that Korea has a lot of, um, like cultural currency, we can produce movies, you know, celebrities are speaking out about it. So, um, Japan's not very happy about this. Mm. So they decided not to, um, import this one specific, um, um, chip that needs to go to produce um, smartphones in Korea. So that kind of inflicted a whole other tension right now. So Korea is just boycotted Japanese products from Uniqlo to Asahi to stationery. They've just decided not to um, import any of Japanese products. Wow. So if you're Korean right now and you go to Japan and take pictures on, like, um, on a holiday, you will get shunned down. No, I was having. I'm in Australia right now in Sydney, and I bought these Korean, I um, mean Japanese um jellies. And my dad was like, "How can you do this?" Jellies being candy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he was like, "You can't have Japanese um lollies. You can't." <laughs> oh my god, that's deep yeah, trauma, dude. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry really, to laugh. That's a nervous laugh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's pretty shocking how intense. 
this is, but no one else sees it except for Koreans. Yeah. I don't think the Japanese even care about it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think that that, that the to the victor, that's common of people that win. Yeah, <laughs> and like, this has gotten infiltrated into my brain so much that, you know, being a ceramicist, you cannot avoid seeing the beauty of Japanese ceramics. Yeah. Like, I understand that they kind of took, took that away from us in the 1500s. That's a long time ago. And, like, the Japanese, they've come, like, they've developed a craft in its own realm. Yeah. And I really enjoy Japanese ceramics. And mm. the value of it or the philosophy that goes with it. Yeah, I don't know. They're really good with their art. Um, and it, got, it infiltrated my brain so much that I was dating this girl who was half Japanese, right? Mm. And she's trying to reconnect with her culture being Japanese. And she would say, itadakimasu, which means, um, you know, I'll enjoy this meal in Japanese. And I got triggered. Really? Yeah, I took her to a Korean restaurant and she said itadakimasu. And I thought that was so rude. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking bullshit. Like, I thought that was so, like, looking back, it's like, what the, like, what happened to me, you know? Yeah. Like, it's a propaganda in its own right as well. No? Yeah, but I mean, it's it's okay. I, or, I, or it's it's okay to be triggered okay. by shit. I'm just saying, like, it's, it's like, you know, I think that a lot of times the person who's triggered is so, is asked to internalize it. And exactly. that doesn't, it, it, you know, it's invalidating a little bit. Because, I mean, maybe it's not fair to her or maybe she doesn't understand the context, but that doesn't mean that the trauma isn't there anyway, right? Like, that no, would be like true. somebody ma- making a, a joke about your mom when she's dead or some shit like that. I'm like, oh, that's a little oh, bit, that's yeah. different because that's that, different. that guy's a dick anyway. But, <laughs> <laughs> okay. but you get what I mean? Just like stepping yeah. in and be like, oh, shit. Because it's not like she was like, fuck Koreans. <laughs> no, no. She was just like, uh, you know, uh, bon, uh, bon appetit. In her own language. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> like, goodness sakes. I, yeah. So I've been revisiting this whole issue. And I don't know. I'm trying to, like, talk about this with my art. But I don't know how to navigate this correctly. But you, So you're doing you're doing stuff that you're actually doing some pretty big ones. How does, mm-hmm. how, how, how do you reconcile that influence of the Japanese? Uh, Cause obviously you, you are fond of it, mm. but you, but it's yeah. also got its own weight to it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm actually glad we had this conversation because I had heard about the companions and I had heard this story before Mm-hmm. Or I had read an article about it, and for yeah. some reason, I misremembered the article as it saying that they were apologizing. But now I realize the article was like, "Oh, <laughs> Japan mm-hmm. has not acknowledged this." Never. So, so you you've recorrected my memory of that uh, experience glad, of reading that. Yeah, no, because I was completely yeah. wrong in my I understanding. How many people might think that? Hmm. I'm sure it's it's. Yeah. I I'm sure that it probably doesn't cross people's minds enough unless unfortunately right the yeah, same way that like people don't think about what it's like to get killed by a cop over here because yeah that's true that's true so it's it, I, I i guess i don't know i do you find do you find that when you talk to people about this you are you What's, people don't want to listen. Yeah, it, it, or I, I mean, I've recently had, there are people that are willing to, there was, has been one person that's been willing to be like, you know what, man, I hadn't thought about this. I was wondering why we weren't hanging out. But then there were people that were just like turning it on me and and telling me like, uh, you're hateful. And I was like, bro. like, Why? why <laughs> what is this about? Why, you, why are you hateful? Because I was telling them that that or that I was not happy with. I told the story last week about what happened with me and these this group of friends. Basically, mm-hmm. it, we had a falling out because they hang out with people that are pretty racist. Mm-hmm. And true, then, true, true. And and then uh, you know I'd even told one of them that is like I think you turn a blind eye to it because there's mm-hmm. opportunities to show work and you showing you're showing work mm-hmm. in situations where there's developers trying to yeah. gentrify neighborhoods mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. all of that shit is fucked up you know mm-hmm. and. Uh, and that person was down to listen, but then the other person was like very defensive, very defensive, and not just that yeah. they wanted to resolve it. They didn't understand that this was like just a thing where I was telling you how I felt, 
and that yeah. like you're not going to we're not going to talk this through we're not going to come to a conclusion where you feel like you're a good guy and you've done your work mm. it's like no man like this isn't it's not my you responsibility yeah i can't yeah. absolve you dude <laughs> yeah Damn. so i don't know that's a hard conversation do you you mentioned that you dated a woman do you uh do you is that an issue in your community i i i'm wondering yeah um the koreans are very religious okay um are they catholic? yeah there's a lot of catholics and christians i grew up catholic okay um i stopped going um when i was 18 when they told me that abortion was very wrong and it was a sin mm-hmm. um i'm gonna go to hell for it yeah. <laughs> um i think it's hilarious now oh. well and um, i also want to point out that as a lesbian i, I imagine or i'm assuming you're a lesbian because you said oh you're just queer yeah. sorry Bisexual, yes. no, 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 no. my bad. Okay, then you're not, then then abortion might be an issue for you. <laughs> yeah, I used to, but yeah, I don't know. Hey, man, you know what I've been realizing? You know, like I like to label things because, um, I don't know, I don't like uncertainty. I like to know and just categorize things a lot. What and have I you What have you labor, labeled these times of uncertainty? <laughs> <laughs> like this... For example, like just little things, even just like, you know, um, sexuality um, to like, you know, between art and crafts, um, uh-huh. just everything. I just want to just have a name for everything so I can make sense of my surroundings. But we're like ever-growing, ever-changing entities, Yeah, you know? And yeah, by yeah. labeling it, we're really restricting ourselves. It sounds really obvious and I just, yeah, I'm just really realizing that again and again. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm queer, and my mom didn't like it. Um, I had to come out to them three times. Um, they were in denial. Is that why? They were in denial. They were just like, "You went to art school. You're young. You know, you're just exploring yourself. It's fine. I'm sure you'll get married to a man." <laughs> yeah, they were just completely dismissive of it, and I was like, "Whatever." But the third time, I was seeing this girl, um, and I told my parents, and my dad was surprisingly okay with it because my mom was freaking out. She was just like on the floor, right? And my dad's like to my mom, come on, look at the way she's dressed. Of course she's gay. <laughs> and I, I found that really validating. And I felt I was, like he saw me as who I was. Yeah. So that was really nice. But my mom, she couldn't sleep all night. And she, I heard her like throwing up at 3 a.m. It was really bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, my, my sister's gay. And I think that my mom had a harder time with it as well. Exactly. I, think, I don't know. I don't know if I if I was gay, if my mom would have an easier time with it, and my dad would have yeah. a harder time. But I don't know yeah. how that how that works. Uh, yeah. What's but what? So like, what is the community like in Australia? Is it pretty progressive about these? Yeah, kinds of it's things? super progressive. Like I love it. Like, um, but I'm in I'm in the inner west. So if I lived in where I used to live in, which is closer to West Sydney, um, it's a lot more harder to be seen in public with your girlfriend holding hands and being affectionate, I guess, uh-huh. like to be openly gay or to talk about it. Cause I used to work in um, a pub with a lot of Koreans around. And then if, they, if I tell them about my sexuality, you know what the first question they say is? What's that? <laughs> Have you used a strap on before? <laughs> Have you used a strap on before? Is that what they ask? Yeah. Yeah. It's like <laughs> first question on every straight man's mind. It's pretty interesting. Um, yeah. yeah so they don't understand it they don't really have um a lot of they don't have a single queer friend around i don't think you know, they're aware of the fact that they're amongst us i guess uh-huh. um yeah but in the west it's super friendly we've got a great community everyone knows each other um yeah it's pretty like supportive yeah huh. when mm. everybody knows each other though and it's a, mm, it's a small dating yeah. pool. What happens? Yeah, it's you see the same person over and over again on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when you go to the you know, gay pub, whatever, you see a couple of people you've, you know messed yeah. around with, and it gets a little awkward. I think. <laughs> but I think everyone's experience is different. Um, my experience hasn't been. Um, I mean, it's been pretty chill. But yeah, I I don't know. I don't go out anymore <laughs> you don't go out anymore kidding, kidding oh my god what am i sounding like i don't like that <laughs> oh, god. Too much. oh my goodness oh, i can um, always cut out anything you want um okay maybe this bit let's eat uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh good i'm proud 
Um, also, have you? Do you know my practice? A little bit. I so you you you're throwing stuff. Uh, and it's actually quite big, and then yeah. you have. Uh, I'm assuming it's Korean text on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. And you have to sort of read, you know, circle the whole thing to read it. Oh, you saw my story. Yep. This is how we connect. 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. then are, are you putting stuff inside? I, I saw one that it looked like you ripped one or you split one in half and then you started yeah. putting stuff in there. But that, it didn't seem like that was the, it seemed like that was just like a playful thing you did. Yeah, but it's pretty fun. I think I might um, try doing that. Yeah, might, with that. might try putting a little creature inside of your thrown pot. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, um, I've also made a candy cucumber sword. I think I remember something. A, a sword made out of a cucumber that's been candied? <laughs> I guess. How do you candy a cucumber? <laughs> I feel like you're imagining, you know, there's um apples that are dipped in candy. Okay, so it's a it, yeah. it's it's a. But okay. it's not like that. It's not like that. So what it was is that I got a cucumber, um, and then I got a handle of a toy sword, uh-huh. and then combined those two together, and then I made a um, mold of it. Okay. By with silicon. Uh-huh. So that like, it uses um, that captures the um, negative of the object, which is the cucumber sword, mm-hmm. and then with that mold, I casted it with candy by filling it in and combining the two molds together. Nice. So it's just a candy that looks like a cucumber sword. Have you eaten it at all? Is I've it like- licked it. <laughs> That's. <laughs> That was my first question. You've yeah, lived I bet it, it was. Um, yeah, and it's, how long yeah. do you think it would take you to eat the whole thing? I don't think I will. It's in a nice <laughs> perspex box. <laughs> so what's so okay? So what's the gap? There's definitely a gap between those two. Uh, I mean, not not necessarily in, in practice, because I, I imagine that mold making is somewhat related to ceramics. But what's yeah. what, what what's the? Are you going to start throwing candy pots? Uh, maybe i don't know i made this object because i just had a strong inclination for this object to exist okay i just needed to exist in this real life okay um yeah because okay so being queer um i kind of had um a bit of a experimentation phase with um masculinity i guess okay so, Wait, uh, with your embodying masculinity yeah. Okay. So I thought I wanted to be a man for a few months um, this year. You do. You do some uh, sort of drag king stuff on your Instagram. Sometimes. Yeah. Like I think it's really fun, and um, mm. I really want huge guns as well. So I'm like working out. Your um, guns are pretty big. Shoulders. Oh, stop it! It's just <laughs> that's a good lighting. <laughs> well, you're throwing <laughs> huge ass pots. You can't pretend. It's actually like- not that. Oh my god! I don't. I feel like I'm catfishing everyone. <laughs> you they're at least the size of a torso. No, not at all. Are no? you serious? Oh, okay, tiny. then I then I have no idea of perspective. Yeah, that's very small. Is the I'm candy uh, uh, the candy sword the size? Oh, of, that's uh, pretty large. Yeah, bigger the better. Right? I'm kidding. I yeah you know actually so there's um woolies and coles which is like um kind of a big um market i guess it's like whole foods i guess mm-hmm. and aldi as well so is it, i've been is it owned by mm-hmm. the devil though always like when it when when's it not is whole foods not owned by the devil no the whole foods is owned by the devil like the exactly. devil the trillionaire Oh, there you go. Yeah, there's not a single place that isn't, I feel like. <laughs> Even 7-Eleven, right? Yeah. yeah, of course. Um, yeah, so um, I went through just cucumbers and cucumbers in all these different stores to find the perfect one, I guess. What was what were the, the characteristics of a perfect cucumber? Requirements for it? So they can't really be bent. And if they are bent, they need to bend forward. <laughs> so this was, this was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, and like the texture and the girth has to be right as well. Um, is this your penis? Is, 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 I'm, I, am, I, am I making like whoa, a whoa, leap whoa. here? Can we please use code words, please? I'm Let's sorry. Is this your sword? 
your yeah, lens. Pretty much. <laughs> okay. Pretty much. You know? All right. I was just putting was, putting two and two together. I'm sorry if I picked the wrong word. No, no, no for sure, for sure. Because <laughs> with me, I started getting off on gay porn. Okay. Right. Ma- ma- men on men. Like men on men. Yeah. And I was like, what's going on here? That's and not the first uh, queer woman that I've heard of that. It, 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 yeah. It. Exactly, because like there's this um thing called yai, which is um uh, like Japanese manga that is um boy on boy romance that okay. a lot of girls go like crazy on, even like fan fictions as well. Um, yeah. So, anyways, I saw this sword fighting scene and I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> and without me realizing subconsciously for like a couple of years, I'd always wear belts that would just hang, kind of hang loose. <laughs> I see it. And then with this, yeah, and with this belt, I will always like whip someone's ass or kind of do like a helicopter. <laughs> it was really weird. And then whenever I'll see like some phallic objects, I'll put it between my groin and I'll just poke people with it. Okay. Yeah, and it just kept happening, and I was like, "What the hell's going on?" I'm starting to recognize this as a bit of a impulse that I can't really filter out, you know. Um, and then I got really shy about this idea of using a strap on. Okay. Because I felt like if I use a strap on, I would actually admit to the fact that I want to become a man. And okay. I felt like, you know, how Freud he has this whole idea of penis envy. I was actually going to bring that up because I think that mm. that's that that in today's context that's an interesting uh, yeah. premise. <laughs> but go real, on, finish real. your po- point before I make mine about that. <laughs> yeah, so like, um, yeah, penis envy. I don't want to prove him right by wanting to be a man or wanting a penis. Uh huh. Yeah, so I think that's where the resistance came in. Um, yeah, but by I've tried on this rapper on and. You know what? It was really fun. It was funny. It was sexy. But I don't necessarily want to be a man now. So I've kind of resolved my gender dysphoria, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, because, I don't know, I think my desire of become, wanting to become a man came from um, wanting big muscles as well, that I thought about taking testosterone or steroids to kind of have muscle growth. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's really weird how all of these things kind of interweave each other. And kind of messes with your judgment because mm-hmm. it's a bit problematic. Because some people who do tra- like most people who do transition, they've thought about it since a very young age for a really long time, and it's a life or death kind of a matter as well. Yeah. Whereas for me, I'm just kind of doing it for you know, the beauty reasons, I guess, or the aesthetical reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Anyway, what were you gonna say? No. So I mean, just to finish mm-hmm. up. So essentially, what you're saying is that you figured out you're more of a drag queen king than yeah. a trans person yeah definitely okay. yeah no what i was gonna say is that i mean it's all good in, in for freud to say that women have penis envy but maybe they just wanted maybe it's privilege maybe it's privilege envy because i definitely you yeah. brought it up but i've also yeah. mentioned on the show before i got white people envy you know yeah. despite <laughs> despite that yes. i am in in large yeah. part, uh, white passing uh, compared to other Latinos and whatnot. Like, yeah, yeah it's still, um, yeah. But yeah. That, I mean, I guess I don't have anything insightful other than than that. Like, yeah, penis <laughs> envy is a hilarious. I remember that shit being like a big fun. a big thing. Also, when I was younger, in like the eighties and the nineties, like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And people would say that about girls that I was like you know, that were in my grade that I, when I was a little kid, I was like, ah, she's just being like that. Like, it was just a fucking weird time, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Always. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And like, I don't know. Cause, and cause it's made out of candy as well. You think about your mouth, right? Yeah. And then you think about putting your mouth on it, but because it's a sword, you think about sword swallowing. Mm-hmm. And, then and the danger. About, yeah, and then you think about deep throating. Yeah. And like, I don't know, it, the kind of trains of thoughts that kind of um, this object kind of prompts in people's heads, I wonder, is very interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I'm trying to make the, make a short film based upon this object, um, which would be really fun. Um, should I talk about that too? Yeah, sure. We'll t- I mean, talk about whatever. I mean, we're going to wrap up. I'm going to do like a, 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 I always go like maybe like six or so minutes over just in case so that I end up with an hour when I cut things down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. So like, so there's a fascination there. This is actually pretty different than your ceramic. Like, I feel like your ceramic practice is maybe a little bit more traditional. Yeah. In the, in it's the like sense- my side gig. 
yeah and yeah and so this is more a little bit looser and a little bit more conceptual mm-hmm. more idea based where like yeah. you pick, you're instead of working within the medium of ceramics you're working with materials that relate to the idea mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for sure for sure um but yeah i've been just obsessed with this object like i love looking at it i feel like it gives me power yeah <laughs> i i yeah. do i have a pedal board I can't deep throw it, but I've been. It. it I know. <laughs> I, <laughs> Did you just say that? Oh my god! Can you imagine? It's like uh, I, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. It's like forty by something. Oh <laughs> I was counting god. how many petals are on it, but like it's like forty by sixteen. There's no way I would have to like. <laughs> but no, but I. T- but my the reason I bring it up is like. I totally understand like having those objects that just kind of, ch- mm. they're, they're like, um, they're talismans or totems or something. Mm-hmm, I don't know. 100%. Yeah. I'm trying to get a little bit more. That's actually before all this, uh, madness that uh, was just like, okay, you're gonna, uh, you're not going to be able to distract yourself for a week. You're going to grieve. You're going to mm. feel like shit. You're not going to know if you're going like when you're going to stop feeling uh, before all of that, I was uh, in a pretty good groove of trying to mm. like learn, and I've been researching a little bit about occultism and stuff like that, which mm. relates a little bit to the idea of items. Like you know, there are things that sort of, I you know, even crystals. They it, it out here, it's like a, a hokey thing that people are into crystals and stuff. Mm, definitely, but. But those things, like, they do kind of look cool. Yeah. <laughs> right? Whatever so, works for people. Yeah, like, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I'm into, I'm into sort of uh, fucking with your mind a little bit, which I'll get into. Yeah. I, I've been working on an episode that I want to do at some point about it. But the idea of just sort of playing with your mind. So for me, that that's actually pretty fascinating. I'm a, a huge fan of ceramics, and I think that it doesn't get its proper due because if you really think about... Mm how much ceramics itself has taught about uh, us about our ourselves and our mm-hmm. history and yeah. a, as an archaeological uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, object it is also those are objects that are imbued with a lot of power because even though like contemporary art uh, i mean not so much anymore it goes in and out of fashion and it, it, it fluctuates but the idea of something being uh utilitarian and therefore because it's not exclusively art, it, it it's somehow uh, lower in the hierarchy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an interesting argument, but there's always like you can always take data and argue it differently. And for me, mm-hmm. I've always I've always thought that like I mean, it's one of the most amazing things in the world. But I think that it's interesting that you're working with objects that are powerful because even you know, even if you're if your pieces aren't gigantic torso sized, mm. <laughs> it's they're, 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 they're things that are made manifest that, mm. you know, I don't know. I, 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 maybe it's because my mom is a ceramist that I'm very defensive oh, about shit, people. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, of yeah. you know, but, but I do think that those, the, um, that those things, those the idea, I do think that there are things that have power that are charged, whether or not it's entirely psychological, mm-hmm. is 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 arguable, but I think that like, you can put meaning into an object that, um, it can be hard to argue that it doesn't have it, right? Yeah. Like like for example, when I was I, I told. Uh, a doctor, a therapist one time about a dream that I had and that mm-hmm. I was like having a, a, a an itching sensation, a burning, like, uh, a, I'm not going to say burning because <laughs> that's not what it was. And when yeah. I finish the story, it's not going to end up sounding good. But so I had like an itching thing on my, uh, on my thumb and that it went to my finger and my doctor mm-hmm. was like, oh yeah, those are both phallus. Phallics, right? Oh, what? <laughs> you know, and I was like, oh, I guess. And then it was definitely that's why I was like, 
made, had to make the distinction that there was no burning sensation, that it was just like a, a weird feeling. But Are like, you okay? Is your penis okay? Yeah, my penis is fine. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like candy. <laughs> what flavor oh, is... Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I've been told. What flavor okay. is the candy? Oh my God, you've been told. I can't. <laughs> what flavor is the candy yeah, sort? I, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's peppermint. It's peppermint? Oh man, yeah. for some reason I was thinking lemon. I don't know why. What what color is this? (laughs) What color is the? Don't psychoanalyze me, please. (laughs) (laughs) What color is the is the sword? I think isn't it yellow? It's green. Yeah. Okay, that's why I thought it was lemony, limey. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna embarrass myself if we keep talking. Do you have anything anything that you'd like to add? No, it was lovely talking to you. It was lovely talking um, to you. I definitely yeah. want to have you back when things are less charged. Yeah. Too. Do you have any stuff to promote? What's your... Uh, sorry, I actually spoke to you this whole episode and I didn't say your name once. Oh my God, it's EJ. EJ, Hello. you do... And yeah. how do you pronounce it in Korean? Um, EJ. <laughs> <laughs> that, isn't it an abbreviation for something else, the EJ? Um, it's Ellen James. <laughs> That's not what your profile on Skype is, you jerk. Oh, really? Oh, damn. Okay, I forgot about that. You said okay, it's so... e- Eun Jong? Oh, don't even try. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, okay, give it a go. Give it a go. What's, what, say, it, say it real quick so we have at least acknowledged your existence on this episode. True. It's Eun Jong. Eun Jong. Okay. Yeah. Son. Yeah, Unjong Son or Son Unjong. Wait, yeah, Ellen James, EJ, hot dogs. Hot dogs. <laughs> Ellen James, is that uh, is that sort of... It's my drag name now. Is your drag name? But why I, is... You know, I just thought about that and I feel like I vibe with it. What, maybe it should be Emmett though. Emmett? Or like Ellen? Is it? I, yeah, Ellen with the E. But Ellen's a woman's name. Is it? Yeah, I've never met it. Yo, what's up, dude, Ellen? Ellen? Yeah, oh, okay. Maybe, maybe. Hey, dude, Ellen, been... come over here, dude. Oh, it's true. That doesn't work. No. But you could do hmm. you could do another E name. Ethan? I, f- I feel like I've Edward. given you way Eddie. too much to think about now. Eddie. Eddie. Oh, no, I don't know. That doesn't sound right. I'll work on this. Ellet? Ellen? Is that the name? No, I'm just making things up. Yeah. All right. Uh, so you uh, you are EJ. What is, what's your Instagram now? I can't remember because we've talked EJ about hot your dogs. EJ Three hot days. dogs. Everyone's really so confused. <laughs> EJ hot dogs. Yeah. At, uh, at at EJ hot dogs on Instagram. Do you have a website? Um, yes, ejsun.net. Ejsun.net and uh, Twitter. Anything else? No, I've got Instagram and website. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and yeah, and I've got. Hmm? Go ahead. Yeah, I've got a show coming up um, in the Central Coast um, at the Gosford Regional Gallery as a part of Emerging Twenty Twenty. So that'll be on the twentieth of June. So come through as part of Sydney. what? Um, as a part of this show called Emerging Twenty Twenty. Emerging Twenty Twenty. Okay. Yeah, if I win this, it's five thousand dollars. So I hope I win it. Oh, but, I hope you yeah. win it too. Thank you. <laughs> so you guys are you guys out in the streets and stuff yeah um there could be up to 50 people in a um in a pub now <gasps> oh my god but with really strict social distancing rule and you guys are so you guys are getting paid three grand a month and the yeah. city is and the city's open back up again yeah, and we're not getting nice. anything and everybody who has a business is fucked so are you guys not getting any support from the government? No, people are only, not I, a are, are, you're only getting unemployment. You got 12 grand at the beginning of all this and that's it. You're kidding me. Yeah, no. And, it, oh, and, shit. and people are hoping that something's going to happen. It's not. The reason it's not is because all of the, the Democrats gave away all of their leverage. If they had held on to the, to, uh, bailing out, the, the five trillion dollar bailout that they get to biz, big business, they could still negotiate something for us, but they just immediately to a to a person, only one person in Congress uh, voted no. It was a man because you can hear it. It was a voice vote. Nobody mm-hmm. wanted. What's happening now in the U.S. is that 
Congress people are realizing that if they vote on something, it comes back mm-hmm. to haunt them, like the Iraq War. So now mm-hmm. they just let people declare war without, uh, like, unconstitutionally, so that they don't have to be held accountable for going along with it. It's oh, it's wow. fucking weird. So so yeah, Bernie Sanders voted to give trillion five trillion dollars to like it's it's insane. We're not going to be like you're watching the uh, American. Uh, empire collapse and i might be proposing to you so that i can move to australia at some point Are you, you're a citizen right like <laughs> yes, it, it can be an open yeah. marriage i don't have any problem <laughs> we never have to have any physical contact we don't even need oh to be <laughs> i may lick your sword just oh because it's can <laughs> that's a done deal then <laughs> all right all right all right um yeah, i will damn. cut this out so that we don't get prosecuted no. <laughs> for yeah. our, for a sham of a marriage. No. Yeah. But hey, seriously, what the hell? No, are you okay? You're doing all right. I'm doing all right because I come from, uh, you know, I grew yeah, up with some privilege yeah. and, and I, mm-hmm. I have savings that are, are keeping me afloat, but, uh, yeah. not, not many people have. Yeah. How yeah. are people actually like surviving without, a lot Anything. of people are on unemployment. It's a uh, land of opportunity. So what some uh, people are saying is that we're basically going to, I think there was an article in Medium that we're essentially going the way of Brazil, which is to say that oh. people are going to be so poor, we're going to be living in favelas and shit like that. And that is definitely what it looks like is, you know, like... Uh, it, I, I would caution anybody from thinking this is entirely all about race. I think yeah. that it, this is a, a this is as much about class as it is about race, mm. because there that is where the intersection of race, like you know, like how you uh, uh, in in the UK, people are very aware aware of their uh, social their place in the social hierarchy. Right. Mm. Like you class is something that's discussed. You can tell people's class by their accents and stuff like Mm. that. Over here, what has been done through Jim Crow and a bunch of other stuff is that the 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 dividing lines are pretty much racial. And the first time you really saw that. uh, So like now that's not, you know, the class divide is no longer racial. Uh, according mm-hmm. to the oligarchs. And so you see things like the uh, opioid crisis where white mm-hmm. people are, are, are uh, succumbing to that shit. Like you're just starting to see a lot of that American imperialism that has been aimed outwards for resource extraction mm-hmm. is just being yeah. internalized. And now they're just, they're like, well, why should these people have money when we could have mm-hmm. it? So, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah. Cause when I went to um, uh, like in New York and LA, there were so many homeless people in the streets. Oh, dude. Especially L.A. It was really, really shocking. Yeah. It's it, – oh. uh, I still haven't gotten used to that. Yeah. Like, how do you ever get used to that? It's really, like, shocking. No. Like, how can people just walk around? Well, you just know, homeless people that's another thing. Sorry sorry to cut you off, uh, but mm. – but, that's another thing, like, people think of California as this liberal bastion. Yeah. Uh, we have a super majority. We still don't have health insurance. The, I'm quoting this guy, Jimmy Dore, who talks yeah. about this. But we don't have health insurance in this state. Uh, we, we should all, we could all have uh, Medicare for all. When they, uh, one of the first things that's, I don't, I don't think they followed through, but one of the first things that they proposed for the COVID-19 thing was to put homeless people in hotels. And then, mm-hmm. and that the government was going to pay for that. And they ended up, I think they ended up not doing it because the hotels um, were like coming up with random excuses. Like you can't really put somebody that has mental health issues in a hotel. I'm like, oh, it's better to put them on the fucking street. Like it's mm-hmm. um, the, the, the reason there's no rent freeze over here. You mentioned that you okay. guys have easier rent to pay. Uh, there's yeah. people over here don't have income. And now they have rent. And so they put a moratorium on rent for three months. It's about to go up. So a lot of people are going to start getting evicted. Oh, my God. In Australia, you can't get evicted for six months. Oh, yeah. No. That's, yeah. That, that, this, is, this is what happens when you privatize everything out here. That's so fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, that, and, and, and for all the white people listening to this, remember, you still have that white privilege. <laughs> the reason that's that we're true. angry on behalf of of uh, people of color 
that or, or specifically black people right now mm-hmm. is is because I think there's an understanding that like the bottom's dropping out for everybody mm-hmm. and and you know but yeah um, do you want to end on that note? <laughs> I think we should. It was an absolute pleasure to meet you. You you crack me up. You are a very good follow on Instagram. Uh, you are very fun. If you want to see somebody, uh, I uh, have you decided to go uh, to stick to black hair now? Is that the latest thing? Yeah. Oh, that's sticking. Screw my other man. Quarantine had me really going insane. <laughs> oh my god, the things I've done to myself. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, don't. Do not let your mind wander to other aspects. Just my hair I'm talking about. No, 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 no. <laughs> I know. I've seen the pictures. That's why I'm laughing. Yeah. <laughs> the things you've done to yourself. I've <laughs> seen the, 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 you, you just did a highlights reel of them recently of all Orioles. the different hairs. It's <laughs> shocking. Oh my God. So many. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, I hope you, uh, you are okay and everybody is safe and good luck on your show. Yeah, I do have so listeners much. in Australia, so if you guys are in Australia. Really? Oh, I'm kind of scared that they're going to listen to this. No, have I said anything silly? No, I'll no, no. They'll just be like, ah, oh, she just, she, she's a waza. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> oh, man. She's a waza loser. <laughs> oh my God, no. no. <laughs> See, now I've done something so much worse that nothing you did okay, is going to no, make okay, you look I bad. So much I can't remember anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take it easy, All EJ. Right. Nice meeting you. Too. you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.